You're listening to the Breakaway Breakdown podcast, where we bring you interviews with some of the top ropers in the country, news about what's going on in the fastest sport on dirt, training tips for you and your horses, and so much more. I'm your host, Casey Allen. Let's jump in. Hey, you guys. Okay, so today's episode features two young guns I have been waiting to talk to you guys about. First, you're going to hear from Emily Charlesworth. She is a 17-year-old all-around phenom. Wait till you hear what some of the things this girl has done in her career already. She is so darn cool. But anyway, the reason you're hearing from her is because she won 110000 at the Roping for Charities of America slot race on a four-year-old that had never been entered with a rope barrier. This setting the stage a little bit for you guys. It was so much fun to watch, as electric as it sounds. So you're going to get to hear from her about that roping from back in February. And then you're going to hear from our guest host, Lillian Kent. She is one of our digital content producers for uh, Breakaway Roping Journal. And she caught up with Haley Williams after she won over $50,000 at Rodeo Houston. So I want to make sure I throw in there that Haley is still finishing high school. So her and Emily are both in high school and we are talking about there being some major financial decisions for these high schoolers. Also, I want to point out that with Haley Williams, Rodeo Houston win, she moved to number one in the WPRA world standings. And with over 89,000 in earnings, she currently has more than number one ranked barrel racer, Jordan Briggs. So for the first time in history, a breakaway roper has more money won in the WPRA standings than a barrel racer. That is insane. And I cannot wait to get more into that on some upcoming episodes that we have planned for you guys. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about Emily Charlesworth and Haley Williams, who you're going to be hearing from today. And I want you guys to note this episode is brought to you by our friends at Equinity, and I am going to tell you more about them between Emily and Haley's interviews. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Here's Emily. All right, Emily. So we tried to talk after the Roping for Charities of America when you won the slot roping and took home, was it $110,000? And there was a lot of emotions happening and everything. So I wanted to make sure that people got to meet the real you and they got your story. And it was when things were a little bit calmer and settled down. So thank you again for talking to me today. And let's just jump in and talk about the Roping for Charities of America event and the slot roping that you won that week? Um, it was it was an awesome week, and Dylan did a great job putting it on, and it was just super, it was awesome roping, and I'm glad that everything worked out for me. It couldn't have been a better week. Now, you weren't just breakaway in there, right? You were, like, helping out. You were carrying the flag. I feel like you were in the arena more than anybody that week. Yes, ma'am. I was running cattle out uh, for all the tie-down ropings, and then I would carry the flag for all the slot ropings and the futurities and stuff every night. Awesome. Now, were you doing that on the four-year-old you roped on, or was that a different horse? No, ma'am. That was a different horse. I gotcha. So let's talk about the horse that you thought you were going to be using in the slot roping and the one you ended up using. So the horse that I thought I was going to be using, I got him from my sister, and she was going to put him in the snaffle bit fraternity, but he didn't work out. So I was going to ride him in the slot roping, and we were shipping a bunch of cattle, and he bowed a tendon. 
So I just kind of, the people that own my little mare, Jerry and Kathy Rush, they, um, I was just supposed to be riding her for them. And I called them and I was like, hey, do y'all mind if I borrow y'all's mare for the slot open? Because I don't have a three-year-old. They're like, yeah, get after it, whatever, no big deal. So then I started riding her and it just, it all worked out. She, um, she was a little farther behind than most horses. And I took her to Brent Lewis's and he helped me a lot with her like. He helped me so much. And then that, it just worked out. Awesome. So the setup was a little bit challenging for some of the girls that were riding those younger horses. What did you do to, cause your runs were both what you came back with like a four, like a low four on two. So what were you doing to set yourself and your horse up to get shots at that roping? So it worked out for me because that little mare, she's not, like I said, she was a little behind everybody else. So there was it was either all out or nothing like you either it was either going to be amazing or you weren't going to do anything so i just i just went at the bottom of my nod and there was nothing to it i wasn't even paying attention all i wanted to do was go so i didn't get out ran i gotcha um so kind of how like timeline wise how much time did you have on that mare to get her ready and like how green was she when you realized you're gonna have to ride her so i got her in august and she had 30 days on her goodness so and i started roping on her in the end of october tracking the arena so she's tracking calves in october now part of the rules like just for the people at home part of the rules were that it had to be a coming four-year-old that you used in the slot roping that had never been entered. So, I mean, they were all green, but that's pretty crazy. Like, how much did you pack into that three or four months? Uh, probably too much. Like, um, <laughs> a little too much, probably. But she um, she handled it really well. And it, I felt bad, but she it was good. Like, right now, she's turned out. She's going to take a couple months off. Like, it, it was a lot for her, but she handled it well, and she's still good in the box. We didn't blow her up or anything. She just, she was tired. Yeah, no, she looked solid. She didn't look like she was getting super nervous in there or anything. Like, were you nervous at all, or were you just trying to keep her calm? No, I was, I was nervous. You can ask Madeline Richards and Haley Williams about that. They will tell you all about it. It was pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're 17 years old, and there was some sharks in that roping. Like, are you used to roping against all those girls, or were you feeling a little intimidated? No, I roped with them uh, quite a bit. Uh, we were all in Tulsa together, and I've been roping with them for a while, so it was just kind of a regular crowd. So second round, you backed in there. You are good on your first one. And what was that feeling when you put that loop on and realized you pretty much had it in the bag? Oh, uh, it, was, it was weird. I'm not going to lie. It was just silent. It was like holy crap, like that worked out for me right there, that it just worked. And I was just, I was happy because it worked and I drew good and it just, it went so good. I was just happy. I was like, it was a relief really. It was, it was great. 110,000, you're 17. What are the game plans? Are you just like mom and dad take the wheel? Do you have some like things that you're going to plan on spending, investing? Like I have to know. Well, yeah, mom and dad take the wheel pretty much. That's (laughs) control is i'm 17 i don't know what to do with it <laughs> it's probably smarter that way <laughs> have enough money to go to college now i guess <laughs> you could go to sonic a bunch because that's what you told me after they're open you said i'm just hungry i want sonic i actually didn't go to sonic i went to kane's Whoa. i know big game changer <laughs> <laughs> really moving up <laughs> 
You're going to be a Chick-fil-A fast food girly after this. Oh, no. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit more about you. Let's talk about your family and how you got started in rodeo. So m- me and my family, we live in Marathon, Texas on a ranch. and We run Yearlings, and um, we have a cattle ranch, and we, ha- we raise a couple horses, and it's pretty cool to be out here with them all the time. I got you. And you have siblings, too? Yes, ma'am. I have one sister. I got you. Older or younger? Older. Okay. And does she rodeo also? She she team ropes. She heads a little bit. She's mostly into the ring cow horse stuff. She really enjoys that, so. Awesome. Now, are you – you're not the one that, like, blew everybody's minds at the high school finals this year in the rain cow horse, are you? Is that you? Uh. Uh, possibly. I scored a 300 in the second round there. Yep. You are the, you are the one that I've heard about. Okay. That was like crazy out there. Everybody lost their minds. Yes, ma'am. So, okay. Rain cow horse breakaway. What else are you into? What other events do you do? Barrels and I head. Okay. So what is trick ride back in my days? You used to trick ride? I did. I triggered at the NFR in 2015 with Madison McDonald. Girl, what have you not packed into these 17 years on this earth? That's a great question. <laughs> so what are, do you online school? Do you public school? What does that look like? Online. Okay. And, and as far as practice goes, I mean, how often are you ranching? How often are you in the practice pen? How do you manage all those different events? So ranching-wise, ranching it's a lot easier than you would think because in the spring, we get all of our yearlings in, and then we turn them out, and then the summer, we just take care of them, wash them, and then we ship them in the fall. So we have all winter to just regroup and get everything together. So it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's not easy, but it does help them coming in and out. Mm-hmm. And then how often are you out there roping? How often are you roping the dummy? I mean, how are you keeping all these horses going all these different directions? Um, so I try, I rope every day. My sister works shoots for me if my dad can't be there. And um, or my mom, or my grandma, there's a whole herd of them. So I'll rope. Sometimes I'll rope in the morning. Sometimes I'll rope at night. It just depends, really, what we're doing. But I try to rope every day. Yes, ma'am. What all events have you made nationals in? Have you gone across the board? Um, I've just made it in the rain, cow horse, and breakaway. And then, so what are you thinking about college? Is college rodeo in the plans? Do you have a degree in mind or, like, a specific major? No, I don't have a specific major yet, but I'm going to, I think I'm planning on going to Cisco College, and I'm going to college rodeo, definitely, but there's, I haven't made a bunch of plans yet. Yeah, I'm sure the coaches are knocking on your doors. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So where did this work ethic come from? I mean, when you were younger, were you just wanting to practice all the time? What, like, how did you know rodeo was for you besides just being around it? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I do remember there was a day in 12 and under and I never really took it serious as like when I was younger, I was just, you know, one of those kids that ran around at the rodeo. And I remember telling my dad, I said, dad, 
I don't want to suck anymore. I remember that day. <laughs> it's, it's terrible that I said that, but I remember. I said, Dad, I don't want to suck anymore. And ever since then, it's just, it's gone uphill. That's awesome. Um, so when did we decide to get out of the trick riding? How did we get into trick? I now have a ton of questions about trick riding. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> well, so I just got into it when I was... Uh, eight. I got into it when I was eight years old, and then I trickled for two years, and then I went to the MFR when I was ten, and then I kind of a year went by. I trickled at the times event, and then I um just kind of grew out of it. I didn't really like wearing sparkles all the time, <laughs> so and then I started roping more. And I did rope when I was trick riding, but I just grew out of it, and I wanted to rope more than I wanted to trick ride. You didn't want to suck at the roping, so you had to stop trick riding. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I um, I just didn't like being an act at a rodeo. I like to, I like to win. Okay. So, what are some things coming from the rain cow horse side of things that you can, besides just the horsemanship and riding, that has kind of helped you in roping, or what does the crossover look like there? It's, you know, ever since I, I didn't start doing cow horse till about two years ago and my sophomore year and I, um, my roping has changed so much. Like my horsemanship, like everything is just like my riding is just put together more and I can feel my horses more. Everything about it just changed completely when I started doing rain cow horse. That's so interesting to me because like I just I find the crossover so fascinating there that you've got to do both and your sister you said she's uh, showing in the snaffle bit and stuff. She she hasn't got a horse yet, but okay. she she had that one and he didn't make it, so that's how I got him. Okay. So what's next from here? Um, where do you go? What's your schedule look like this year? Um, I have two high school rodeos coming up, <laughs> and then after that. The U.S. Finals, the open breakaway there for sure, and then just a couple open rodeos. Not much planned so far. We start getting cattle in here in a month, so I'll be here a little bit. What's your normal breakaway horse when you're not playing with all these babies and winning all the money? Um, so I have a couple. I've got my good one. His name's Cheeseburger. He's twelve. He's pretty good. He, um, I got him from Tyler Merrill. And he was he was a heel horse when I got him, so it was pretty easy to switch him over. Who's been, like, your biggest influence kind of helping you get to this point? Has it been mainly your family, or do you ride with a lot of other people? Um, it's been my mom and dad mostly, and then for the RFA and all my rope and breakaway, and it's definitely been Brent Lewis. He's helped a bunch. And then for Rain Cow Horse, uh, Ron Rawls has helped me a lot, too. Awesome. So Emily, for any of the other like high school kids or younger kids that are out there that are, you know, kind of, there's a lot of distractions you guys have at a young age with so much on the line. What would you tell kids that are kind of wanting to go play with the big dogs and, and do what you do? To not overthink anything. Just do what you do at home and don't overthink it. Well, Emily, I am so glad that I got to talk to you again and we weren't just laughing and in, in shock in the arena um that was just so insane <laughs> like watching you win that kind of money it was so much fun to watch and I think it was such a testament of just the payout at the roping fraternities of America 
and what a crazy event that was. Um, so I just want to thank you again for talking to me again. And is there anything else that you feel like I missed or anything else you want to say about your career so far or that win? No, I don't think so. I just thanks to everybody who put it on and thank you for this interview. And it was an awesome event. I can't wait for next year. Today's episode is brought to you by Equinity. Equinity Horse XL is a 100% pure amino acid supplement that can help your horse perform better from the cellular level. There is no fillers added, no sugars, no starches, no soy, nothing except 100% pure amino acids. What this does for your horse is it can help them from the cellular level perform better. We're talking quicker muscle recovery and stronger collagen for a healthier coat and bones. It can help increase focus help regulate the gut, so many different things. And you can actually use it in combination with Equinity Ultimate OEC. That's a liquid supplement that has a flaxseed-based omega-3 oil, natural vitamin E, colloidal silver, and other ingredients that are there specifically to help your horse from the cellular level. It helps support cardiovascular health, joint health, healthier skin and coat, gastric health, and can help increase immune function. We are so grateful for Equinity for bringing us this episode today. And if you want more information about their products, you've got to check out teamequinity.com. That's teamequinity.com to check out Equinity Horse XL and Equinity Ultimate OEC. Okay, first teenager down, second to go. Here's Haley Williams after her win at Rodeo Houston with our guest host, Lillian Kent. Well, first of all, congratulations. I know Houston is such a huge stage. Uh, tell me a little bit about what your mental game was going into the finals today. I, I Honestly, I can't say I had uh, – I mean, I thought about that run all year last year going to the Northwest. That was kind of my goal was to make the Northwest radios. And it, it was kind of surreal. I feel like in the Super Series, I didn't do my job as good as I could have. I missed two calves that went to the left, and so – that was a little bit of a, a knockdown of confidence wise, and then kind of ran through the barrier, the semifinals, but it, it advanced us. And then I've actually been kind of sick lately, the last three or four days, and I've been <laughs> we took some medicine last night, and we were driving back. I passed out and slept, and then this morning I'm talking to my dad, and you know, I don't really know how many people normally give motivational speeches or whatever, but my dad isn't. Uh, really one of the people that gives like um super encouraging words you know I'm like just like go out there and do it and make a run and he sent me this pretty sweet little text this morning and he's like it doesn't matter win or lose you're still going hard this year you got this go have fun enjoy the moment and we I do a pretty good cap in the semi or the what would you call that the shootout or the finals and then in the shootout round I did not <laughs> my cap was was supposed to go left. It was supposed to be a little slower, and he uh, beat me out of the gates. And I just went and made a run. I was kind of I've, I've watched Houston short round a lot. And I was like, just go get a run down, and hopefully I get. I was just shooting for second or third. Honestly, I I figured someone was going to top me before, but I know in this it, it's such a big arena down there. I mean, you could you could be running for a hundred yards. Yes, I mean it's crazy. You know, I watched these videos the last two. I don't know. I mean, whenever Houston started, I've been watching all every night. I've 
turning on Cowboy Channel, whatever we were doing, I've been watching the first, and I'm always like, why are these girls not throwing? Like, you know, these calves are going to laugh. And until you're in that situation, those calves, they can go left so hard, so quick, and they can't go right very much. So if you draw one that goes right, you're kind of in the money shot because you got a good one. I've been kind of off my game this week. I've been so sick. I've just been trying to clear up the head cold where I could stay on and have my balance back. And I didn't read all the rules and everything. And so, like, when I was in the championship round, I didn't know. I thought I lost the tiebreaker because Martha had won more money than me. And I walk out and they're like, no, semifinals Trump's wild card. And oh I, so it was kind of, honestly, it was like a, I was – prepared to go home and then they're like oh you can try another cat but you're first out so <laughs> it's an no, awesome feeling yeah no stress there i don't think no that actually <laughs> happened to josh frost too he he thought he went off of you know money earnings but it on for them it went off the highest ride of the semifinals so you, you said highest ride of the semifinals so josh frost the writer mm-hmm. i'm buddy with his wife and so he actually had the same scenario um, they had, he had bucked off in the first round and then come down to it and he was the highest point in semifinals. So they advanced him. He ended up winning second. Wow. Yeah. Kind of crazy. The rules are so different here. Rodeo Houston's keeping it interesting. It, it does. <laughs> so, uh, walk us through your finals run, kind of play by play. I, I knew I was first gunner out and I've been watching all the other Short out shootout runs and it's kind of I was I just wanted to put my name on the board and I wanted to have a clean run. I got beat out of the barrier a little bit. I was trying to stay off of it, not freak myself out by being on the barrier yet in Houston. But when I put my three six, that just was being aggressive but not stupid in the run. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sad with how my horse worked. We got a little excited in the semifinals and I made sure I had a little bit more of the edge off of it. But okay, just more warm warm up time. Oh yes, ma'am. I actually saddled him up before we left um, the village where Rodeo Houston keeps us. Okay. And I loved him down in the little pen they gave us, and then we got there, and I loved him down again. He's seven, and he honestly, I can say that this was like really the first ever rodeo. He's truly felt the excitement. It probably was for me a little bit. I've been pretty nonchalant about a lot of runs. And then this one makes sure had my, my nerves a little bit more than normal. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like he stayed really true through the run. And, you know, 3-6 for 50 grand is pretty sweet. Not very often you have a 3-6 anymore. It wins money. So it's pretty <laughs> awesome at 150000 Yes, we'll take it. Uh, so I know you've been sick. Uh, was there anything that you were focusing on in particular in the run? Just, you know, get your name on the board, get through it. I, to be honest, I, you know, you never know. I had an amazing group of girls behind me. Got JJ the Gunner. Joey Williams is incredible in any situation. And Tiffany Sheik's been on fire lately. So it's, it's always a battle and anymore a time on the board might place, might not sometimes, but when you're first gunner out, you just have to go put your name on the board and let him come beat you. And sometimes it falls apart, especially at Houston, because this man, it's a difficult setup. I'm thankful I, I do two straight calves because I don't know if I could be here if, if I didn't draw straight calves, to be honest. <laughs> yes. I got to work on that for next year. A lot of space to run around out there. Yes, there is, definitely. So I know you mentioned red light. Uh, 
was feeling good. Uh, how is he handling the rodeo road so far this year? He has been amazing, honestly. I was I've been blessed with him. He's handled. We were rookie on rookie last year, and he he's been taking everything. I mean, the only time I and I think probably it was my nerves, the excitement of getting a run a run at Houston Rodeo, which we've all watched and I watched for so many years growing up, hoping one day the breakaway would be there. And now I got to rope in it. My, um, but it's been kind of. He, he's been a blessing, um, for sure. He, I need to do a little bit better job of making sure he stays a little bit more tired so he works a little better, but I can't fault him. It's my fault normally. I know it's such a balance between wanting to keep them at the top of their game and also keeping them honed in for this is your job, and he's only seven, so. Yes, I I, I was sitting back there, in the, and I feel like for me, I'm always trying to be that person that's making sure my horse is, you know, the number one priority and they're feeling their best because if they are, then they're going to give you this chance that, you know, to win money. And I was sitting down there in the Super Series and my horse is freaking out with the noise and everything. And I had already loafed him down and I'm like, I told him, I have got to discipline him a little bit better. I got to make sure he's focused on being a rope horse and not being like the spoiled little seven-year-old he is. (laughs) And so I kind of got a little bit of that edge knocked off today it helps a lot. So kind of just walk us through a day in your life right now. Get up. I'm finishing my last semester as a senior in high school. And then typically go outside and ride horses, do drills, whatever we have going on that day. And then typically either we're going to a rodeo that night or jackpot. We've got some pretty awesome jackpots locally around our house in Granbury and Decatur. So we're going somewhere every day, it seems and then come home and start it over again the next day. Sweet. And then are you doing online school to finish it out? or are you? I'm doing Ignite Christian Academy based in out of Illinois. Nice. Nice. It's probably impossible to do school when you're on the rodeo road. <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. I mean, I have been on deadlines. Actually, San Antonio was one of my deadlines. But I've been, I've been trying to get it done so I don't have to worry about it while I'm in California and the Northwest run this year, trying to get it done early and enjoy my year break. Awesome. So I just wanted to run through some some legends in the breakaway, maybe some people you've grown to kind of have uh, in your little community you mentioned, and I would just love if you had something that you maybe learned from them or a roping tip that you that you got from them. The, the veterans that are awesome to talk to and listen to their wisdom, like LD, Larry D, and um, she's awesome. Honestly, her and my dad, for them, like, <clears throat> I feel like they're just different models, but they're very similar in certain ways, and it's surreal talking to her. She has so much wisdom and guidance that she can give us. <clears throat> it's awesome that we get to have, like, you know, JJ, Jackie, LD, and Hope in a way that they all were kind of like the fundamental group that kept the breakaway roping in all of these producers and um, what's the word for the kind of keep them in the front of the mind yes and fight keep for them, it. you know be the the spokesperson to keep breakaway in the world and now they're it's it's awesome that they're so you know you it's awesome that they're getting to compete at the stage that they work so hard to get us there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put in the hard work and now they're getting to see everything come together, like you mentioned with the American last weekend. Yes, and for us, I mean, for the 18, 19, 20 year olds, we've never, you know, we 
we didn't have to fight for it because we didn't have a name when they were trying to fight for it, you know. And now we're getting to grow up in all these amazing stages just like this year at Houston and be American. So, mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for me. Is there anything you want to make sure I get in there? To thank the Houston hospitality and all the volunteers. And uh, they were so kind and gracious throughout this whole experience. Um, the people of the village and the people that we had to go, like all the policemen and security guards they had down there and judges were amazing to deal with hospitality secretaries. It was an unreal experience. You don't, you don't have to deal with that, uh, amount of gratitude anymore. It's very, very rare. We get to see that many nice people together. Fantastic. Yeah, the amount of volunteers they have work in Houston is like, I want to say like 30,000 or some ridiculous number like that. Oh, it, I mean, I, it's honestly surreal. Like, you pull in and you've got smiling faces from ear to ear. And, like, you can have issues. Like, the first night, my papers wouldn't print off with the right dates for the Coggins. Oh. And, like, I had it on my iPad, but it wouldn't, like, when we tried to print it off because they needed paper uh, copies. And ended up, I was able to screenshot it, send it to them, and they just, like, were so, you know, because you can have rude looks anywhere, and they were gracious throughout the whole deal and were amazing to deal with. Mm, perfect. Well, congratulations. We'll be cheering for you going forward and um, excited to, to get to talk to you. Yes, thank you. I'm telling you guys, the future is so bright for breakaway roping. I cannot believe the talent that is coming up through the ranks. It's going to be so much fun to watch over the next few years and I think it just speaks to how well the ball is rolling for breakaway roping right now. We're coming up on the end of Women's History Month, so make sure you guys are checking out our content on all of the amazing women who paved the way for young guns like these on breakawayropingjournal.com. Also, make sure you're keeping up with us because there is a lot of things happening coming up within the next couple months. Um, at Breakaway Roping Journal, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're going to be keeping you in the loop. If you're listening at the time of release, that means that we are at the BFI in Guthrie, Oklahoma, where we will have interviews coming your way from the Breakaway Roping winner there. And a little birdie told me that there is a two-part series coming with the one and only Jackie Crawford for you guys. So look for those episodes to start hitting all your favorite podcast players very soon. You are not going to want to miss it. We go into the full backstory of how Jackie Crawford became Jackie Crawford. So make sure you guys check out teamequinity.com. That's T-E-A-M-E-Q-U-I-N-E-T-Y.com for more information on Equinity OEC and Equinity XL. Thank you guys so much for listening. And like I said, stay tuned. We have a ton of content coming your way in the next couple weeks.